All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. First train home, the tracks brings Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Chris is feeling it. You can't watch him, but he's swaying back and forth. Oh, he's feeling it. Chris is feeling it. What do we got, Jared? That's yeah, Tall Tale. Uh, the song is called Tokyo. It's from her album she released last week called A Japanese Fever Dream. Very talented artist. Uh, living in Toronto right now, but from Edmonton, went to Grant McEwen's music program back when it was called Grant McEwen. Where did the Where did the Japanese flavor come from? Just she was in Japan. Oh, cool. Big uh, anime Japan fan. I like that. Yeah, Japan Tall Tale. Tall Tokyo. Tale. Go check that one out. Yes, Wherever you can get your tracks. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Episode thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's thirty-one. <laughs> they told me like. Seven different numbers. When I'm writing my little notes thing at the top, the top of the piece of paper, I write O N Pod, whatever number it is. And Chris told me it was episode ten. Dan told me it was episode fifty-five. Are we sure it's Evan, not fifty-five? The intern said it was episode sixty-nine. Nice. Bag milk said twenty-nine, thirty-one, thirty. I had to. I wasted so much paper. It's fun to play with Coombs OCD again. on these kind of things. Uh, it might be thirty-six, pal. You thought it was 32. I'm holding up the old paper now. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was 32 because it's you said it was It's obviously 31 because last week was our milestone episode. 30. How do you forget this? It's like you're. It's like I'm the only one that cares about the podcast. Yeah, you meanwhile, you're sitting there looking at pictures of me on Facebook and not paying attention to what we're talking about. So if you care about the podcast so much, why are you looking at photos of me on Facebook? As always, I want to go ahead and thank our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Go ahead and check them out on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. 
You guys were out there at Sherwood Ford last week filming a little bit of content. Christopher, what were you doing? Uh, we, were, we, were, we were filming a new video series that we just made up on the whim called Chris's Riddles. <laughs> it sounds as uh, weird as you, th- as you think it is. Sounds- Can we have a taste? Do you got one off the no, top of your head? No, I don't. Just My favorite part of the clip is when you explain the Monty Hall problem, and then Coom actually explains the Monty Hall problem, and you correct him incorrectly explaining it. We don't have to give... One of your riddles was just like one of those weird <laughs> hypothetical situations based on probabilities, and then you explained to us the probabilities, and it was inaccurate. Well, you got it wrong. No, I we don't have to give spoilers. I got it right. I got the that. video, Jared is uh, editing it as we speak. No, he's not. Okay. Well, Shaking his head at you. He's like, no. We will be releasing it soon. One um, take, boys. But uh, yeah, so we were just uh, filming out some content at your Ford. And it was and fun. How'd you feel? What'd you drive this time? Drove like a Ford F-350, I think it was. Oh. It was all... Jared was fired up. We were on the same level, so we were driving around the streets of Strathcona County, and we'd stop at a light, and there'd be like a big rig, like semi-truck, and we were on the same level as them, and Jared would look over and give them a wink, and they would honk their horn. And then Jared would stand up and maybe give himself a little pat. Jared would jump on the CV radio and communicate with his fellow truckers. CV. CV. That too. I do want to give a quick Sherwood Ford plug that I was very unprepared for, but I have it in front of me now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, um, God. Sherwood Ford is hosting a, an Adopt-A-Pet-A-Thon. We spoke a little bit about this earlier on April 27th in the afternoon. Uh, we will be going out. Sherwood Ford has partnered with um, Edmonton's second chance animal rescue um to bring out a ton of ton of pets up for adoption um they're just imagine a bunch of little puppies running around the dealership i don't know if that's what it's actually gonna be like but it's puppies, gonna be fun adults, seniors doesn't matter go rescue a dog yeah i did it it's amazing they'll change your life too chris so uh, it's gonna be the weather's supposed to be great uh we're gonna be there come say hi to us when um, is this again chris uh april saturday april 27th um i believe it's at it's uh, 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Um, just stop in and say hi. Go check that out. Go play with some puppies, yep. some adult dogs, some senior dogs, whatever they have. Hell yeah. Bring them all home with you, provided that you are prepared to care for them. Right, Chris? Yes. Don't, <laughs> okay, don't adopt a pet if you're not prepared to Oh, they also have a whole other wealth of animals. We discussed this on the video. They have um, giraffes, donkeys, ostriches, sharks. And uh, pheasant. A pheasant? Yeah. Ferret. Uh, yeah oh, a as ferret. As Jared said, they have ferrets. <laughs> A ferret named Carlos. All right. Last night, the Edmonton Oilers played their very last game of the season at Rogers Place. Last home game of the season. Um, honestly, I was I was curious to see what the vibe would be like, considering how the year's gone. Um, I was impressed. Yeah, you gave a shout out. I was impressed by Oilers fans getting fired up at Rogers Place, uh, whether it was a hit on by Timo Meyer on Sakara, where Lucic came in and kind of made him cry a little bit. That got people going. Uh, Drysidle's two goals got people going. I just I was impressed by Oilers fans getting fired up in game 81 of what really is another meaningless season. I'm curious what you guys all thought. Anybody what? go? Rick, were you there? I was not there. Anybody go? No. Nope. I, I had a big playoff ball hockey game. The boys <laughs> uh, clinched first round series sweep in a shootout. We'll be launching Ball Hockey Nation uh, in August. In August, Ball Hockey Nation Cam will be its editor in chief. What did you guys think about the vibe at Rogers Place, considering how the year's gone and just kind of Oilers fans getting fired up, even though we're going into a long and boring summer? I was doing the uh, the tweets there for Oilers Nation Alt, 
And uh, yeah, I agree with you, Bag Milk. It was it's neat to see the the uh, the excitement you could hear through the TV for every time Reader would hit the ice is just something special. And somewhere Bobby Nix was just gripping that fist, clenching that fist. He's angry. I think back to when uh, it was re- I think it was rebuild number two, maybe rebuild number. There's three. been so many. Can't remember. I can but, see how uh, confusing. But we were. I don't. I don't remember Oilers fans ever being this excited about watching game 81 of the season when we're already out of the playoffs. And that's because we didn't have uh, Connor McDavid and we didn't have Leon Dreisaitl. And those two putting on the show and us us watching Dreisaitl's uh, journey to 50 goals and Tobias Reeder's journey to one goal. There's just like a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of good storylines this season that um, is making it more pleasant than it usually is. Nothing surprised me. That's kind of what I expected. I've watched these guys play for many and many and many a decade now, and nothing surprised me. That exactly what I wanted to see the whole fan base. Yes. You know, at the beginning of the year, we're all pumped up. We're all drinking the Kool-Aid and then you kind of filter down to wherever you go during the season. But at the end of it, it is always, everyone gets behind the team again. They show what kind of support they have. They come out, they scream, they yell. And luckily for us, they just put out a pretty good game last night. And we do have the chase for 50. I'm not even going to bring up the other part of your other chase. That's, Chase There's for only one, one chase. chase. There's for one, one. chase. There's no, no, chase a, for 50. It's a journey to one. That is what one. everybody wants to get behind. We haven't seen that. I mean, half the guys at this table weren't even alive, I think. No. Last time that happened, right? What was that, no? in like 89 or something? Yeah. 87. Yeah, I got 86. a lot of head shaking. No. So, yeah, you, you guys didn't even see that. So, this is something maybe even more special than the playoffs because you've seen the playoffs twice. <laughs> but you haven't seen yeah. that 50-goal score. And that that's what I think uh, – brought everyone's energy levels back up again but even without that everyone's gonna be stoked it's the last game of the year you give them out on a high note and send them on their way and and props to the team too like they they obviously came out and played for pride in front of the fans knowing that it's their last place in last game in rogers place but i mean how we've talked about this how hard for it for them uh well, where am I going with this? How hard is it for them to motivate themselves? The real themselves? journey is to get this is sentence on. Is this I, one I of your apologize. riddles? I apologize. How hard is Chris's it for them to... Chris's new game is he's going to say things that make zero sense, and we have to piece together what he's saying. It's Chris's riddles. I get what you're saying, Chris. That they have the, no it's reason... It's the effort. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, they found something to go out and play for, and it was to get Dreisaitl his, his three goals that game alone, and that was exciting. It was good goals for the fans. Goals play you something for. <laughs> yes. So last go. night, obviously, Leon got two. Two big goals. I thought he was going to get three last night. I really did. The boys were looking for him. He had some chances. Some just, just missed. There's one that Dell just kind of got with the tip of his blocker that went out, that went wide. Ratty, Ratty robs him of a of an open chance from a pass from Connor. <laughs> Ratty's like, it's and, then he, and then Ratty's he wasn't said, on that line afterwards. That Ty, Ratty's, <laughs> Ty Ratty's mad because he's like, this should have been me. <laughs> preseason, <laughs> I killed it. I was the Rocket Richard preseason winner. I was going to be this year. And then they brought in my kryptonite Hitchcock. If well, I can't score 50 goals, no way. He it, was the early contender for the answer. He was. He was answer 2.0. Al Montoya was the first one. Ty Ratty <laughs> was the second one. It's it interesting because... It is a hell of a group. <laughs> I mean, the Sharks' defensive strategy in the third period last night was to just cover Leon Dreisaitl, and uh, it was pretty easy for them. So I'm curious. Obviously, Saturday's game against Calgary, everyone's going to be dishing it to Dreisaitl. So, I mean, if they just cover him, like... 
But it was huge to get the two against the Sharks because now, yeah, they can key in on Dreisaitl, but they're they've also, got, we're also going to be trying to give Reader his first goal. So. Yeah, they've got 60 full minutes to dish the puck to Dreisaitl. <laughs> Rick is not happy about this Tobias Reader journey. Uh, another thing that's going to be happening on Saturday night, we are obviously jumping on a bus tomorrow morning. We are meeting in Sherwood Park. We are going down to Calgary. Yeah, You're going to be third time we've done this. It's always a great time. We pack a bus, fifty nation citizens. We roll down together as a unit. Back we, in we the have dome. A great time. We're going back in the dome. Flames Nation. That is their playoff tee. Go buy one if you want to burn something. <laughs> uh, another thing that's going to be happening tomorrow night is Johnny Gaudreau has ninety-eight points. So you know the Flames are going to be feeding him just as much as the Oilers are trying to do with Drysidle. I got two things that I want. Obviously, 50, number one. Number two, don't let him get to 100. That would make me just as happy, probably. Just, like, give him one point and then just just no. shut him down. Throw him in the stands. The hat trick. Don't give him anything. The hat trick for Calgary will be Reader's first goal, a Lucic goal so that I just completely pound you guys in the draft. We're going to talk about and that And Sidles the final goal. That's the hat trick for Calgary. You want those three things. <laughs> Most importantly, Lucic goal for me and my ego. Second most importantly, reader goal. Third most importantly, uh, Dressable 50. Just with killing Rick. Rick is just, Rick's just, Rick is over just squirming. There. He's shaking and there's steam coming out of his ears right now. Rick is upset about Tobias. Evan, the intern's reader. holding him back forcibly. <laughs> At the moment, the Oilers are all practicing with their opposite-handed sticks. They're having a little bit of fun in their last team practice. Go in the opposite hand. Personally, I think <laughs> Reader might want to try it during the game tomorrow. Speaking, man. Anybody? Yep. Might help. Huh? Can't be worse. Zero percent shooting percentage. Cam is dying. We're um, having issues. Doing my best. That is those cigarellos that you were enjoying over the last little while. Did anyone see Barkov's attempt when he came around the net the other night and literally sw- he was on his opposite hand for the one-timer, so he switched hands and tried to one-time the pass? Ballsy. Yeah, it's a it's bold play. So that just reminded me of the Oilers practice. Unfortunately, this is the last Oilers practice of the year because they missed the playoffs again for the 12th time in just 13 years. <laughs> yep. Am I salty? No. No, I'm not salty at all. Uh, I might have a voodoo doll of Peter Shirelli in my house that's life-size that I've been punching every night before I go to bed, but, you know, that's a different story. We can talk about that later. Those are life size is not called a voodoo doll, bag milk. It's my love doll. <laughs> but I repurposed it. What do you want from me? Uh, <laughs> That's Jari. So when the Oilers were officially eliminated from the playoffs against Vegas early last week, Connor McDavid was doing his post game interview, and he was informed that the team missed the playoffs, and he offered a very genuine and brutally honest account of what's going on, at, at least for him. I thought that the quotes that he came out with were, you know, pretty open for Connor McDavid, who's usually pretty measured with whenever he speaks to the media. But you could tell the frustration was bubbling over. It was boiling over. He was mad. And I don't blame him. A couple of things he said as it's been an insane season. Coaching change, GM change, good times and bad times. It's been a roller coaster. It's been emotionally challenging. It's been hard mentally to keep going, but we were always kind of right there. We were close and then we drifted away. And that's how it goes. And then when asked about going into next season, he says, we don't even have a GM. So I don't think we're in a position to comment on next season. We have a lot of crap to figure out. I hope we can put the right man in the spot and we can put together a good team. 
When asked about his frustration levels, he says it's really high. Really, really high. It's frustrating. We want to play in the playoffs as a team. I personally want to play in the playoffs. I'm not happy about it. It is going to be a long summer. Now, when Connor says something like that, he looks like he's aged 15 years in the last six weeks. The media from other cities likes to have fun. They like to have fun by saying Connor is going to ask to leave, which is absurd. He's mad. He missed the playoffs. What would you expect him to do? Make balloon animals? Yes. Be what do nice you guys think mechanism. about the revolving or uh, the the door of just comments saying he's going to ask to leave? Connor wants out. I can tell from this interview because I'm in CSIS. I have the ability to read minds via social media videos. I've been tapped from my job as a blogger to go work for Canada's National Security Agency or whatever CSIS does. A bunch of stuff, I assume. I don't know. No one knows. It's, <laughs> what do you guys think about the, the media piling on and just saying he wants out? It's so, it's so clickbaity. It's so shitty of them to do. Uh, I keyed in on, I think it was Justin Bourne. Don't say his name. Uh, from uh, The Athletic yeah. there yesterday. He, he did a hit for Sportsnet where, you know, I mean, like I get being asked the question and answering the question, but but at the same time, it's like you're just, it's like when it's like when Connor got drafted by the Oilers and then somebody takes a screenshot of him looking not, not smiling cheek from cheek and all of a sudden he doesn't want to be in Edmonton. It's just, it's such nonsense and it's, it's irresponsible reporting. It's low-hanging fruit. Honestly, it's the easiest thing they can do. That kid has put no effort into finding it. This is what I hear. This is what I Where the hell are you hearing? You're a nobody over there covering whatever the fuck you cover. You don't know shit. Where was anybody saying anything when Drew Doughty said, I want to play the next four games in a row because this season can't end fast enough? Anybody say anything like that? Anyone say, oh, Drew wants out of town. No, he's a fucking professional hockey player who's frustrated the season to go the way he wanted it to. And now it's the end. It's over. He threw out a little bit of emotion, which everybody wants to hear from these guys. And then once they put it out there, you sit there and try to uh, read between the lines and use your secret sources to tell you this, that, or the other thing. It's bullshit. Go cover your team over there. Leave us alone. Connor, you're fantastic. You're pissed. What he does next year is going to make this year look like everyone had it easy. Yeah, I didn't even, like, I just ignored all those bullshit articles. But the funny thing is, is that Connor pretty much asked for this by by saying those things. And I think he knew, people, like, the media was obviously going to re- overreact. And frankly, I hope, like, Oilers management is are reading these articles and, and should be scared. And they should be. So I, I think it was a calculated move by Connor. Um and obviously, Eastern media are freaking out. I don't think I don't think Justin Bourne really went that far offside. All he was doing was speculating. And I mean, Justin Bourne. I mean, whatever. He's you know a Toronto guy, a random a random person. But this is a guy. He, you know, he played professional hockey. His dad played in the NHL too. Won four Stanley Cups with the Islanders. It's not like he doesn't know anything. And I mean, he didn't come out and say, "Oh, like I've got sources that say McDavid's going to ask for a trade." No, he just came out and he was like, mm, "I." The situation's pretty sketchy. I wouldn't be surprised if you wanted out. Which I mean, there's merit to that. It's a, it's a fair discussion to have. Like McDavid seems upset. The organizations are the the others are a catastrophe. And I mean, like if after, like I, I don't think he's gonna ask out right now. Obviously, because like I wrote in my what would you do Wednesday Friday edition post today, it would be unprecedented for a player of his caliber to leave after four years. Like LeBron didn't. Nobody else did. But 
<clears throat> if they go into another rebuild and they hire a GM that shifts their pants again, then nobody could blame them for wanting out. I think that what Chris... Well, I don't know if it was a calculated move by Connor, but what I do think is he said those words with purpose and that, yes, he probably knew that people would freak out about it, which happened, but I hope he knew that management would freak out about it mm-hmm. because they're the ones that really need to pay attention to this. They're the ones that need to be... Oh shit, he's mad. We cannot waste another year of this guy's career. It's a finite number of years that this guy is going to play, and they can't waste it. They should have been thinking about this four years ago rather than when he got eliminated for the third time in four years. But that's where we are. I don't think Connor wants out. In fact, I know he doesn't want out. And I think that this is going to spawn real change in the organization that's long overdue. I think that it probably should have come anyway. But when your captain and the best player in the league says those kind of things, that might kick things into high gear. Um, I think that they're going to do a cleaning house that probably should have come a while ago. I think that the pro scouts are going to be gone. I think that even some of the old boys might be gone. And I think that the Oilers are going to actually make some tangible changes. And I think that Connor's going to be involved in the process, whether it's him or his agent or whatever. And I think he's going to have some say in how things go from here, and he should. Yeah, it's. I, I guess like my only thing, and and you kind of laid it out there, bag milk, is that it's it's a process that should already be, uh, you know, in full force, and this should just put an extra exclamation point at the end of it. Um, but the fact that the fact that or the thought that this would be what sends them scrambling, it's like oh shit, Connor actually wants us to succeed. Like I don't know it, that that frustrates me, but whatever. If it if it gets the real change done, then so be it. I think they want to succeed as well. They they're not doing this just because Connor said it. They were already these are. I mean, I was always the positive guy here, right? I always said, you know what, guys, hold on. I think they're gonna fix this properly this time. They tried to last time. They brought in a guy from outside. Yeah, they didn't do exactly the proper process to get to him, but they brought somebody else in. This time they're gonna fix those steps again, and we're gonna and we're gonna fix this. But yes, it does. What Connor said does put a little more uh, pressure on the on the management from the outside. But on the inside, these guys they want to win. This is what you know. If you want to refer to the old boys club, that's all they ever did when they played was win. So they hate this as much as anybody else. They will fix this shit. And like I said, next year it's we'll start again. And what Connor does next year is gonna be make this year look easy yeah i get that they like we all know that they're not happy with the situation they know connor's pissed and they know we're all pissed but the problem is that like how like how long is it going to take is is next year a rebuild year or like are we going to make oh, the playoffs well okay yeah you're, you're using the word rebuild way too often you're right days. you're right we're just putting trelly left us with a whole lot of holes we're gonna fucking mend some of these up. we're gonna sew up some we're gonna put some band-aids on and Legit, this team, if you can somehow go out and get two players who can top, play in your top six. And, I mean, look what – he even Torelli won one of those trades with Maroon. You win a trade like the Maroon trade, you pick up a UFA or some sort of some sort of guy to play on the right side on one of the top two lines, and all of a sudden this thing does not look as bad anymore. The scoring depth needs to be fixed first. Defense is – I'd like to do some changes, but you can't do everything at once. And fix your goaltender situation, and we'll be okay. Yeah. There's pressure. 
there's pressure to perform. I agree with Rick that obviously the OBC, they want to win. They're not doing this because they don't. The problem is, is that those guys knew how to play hockey in the 80s. They don't know how to manage an NHL franchise. And there's very different skills, I feel like. Well, yeah, it was like when Phoenix brings in Gretzky to be their head coach and, and the guy is trying to coach a fourth-line player on how to be a fourth-liner, which he never had to do in his life. Well, yeah. I, this is, it's like, the same I, connection. I, I agree with you, but Gretzky, I think Gretzky had an awful like deck of cards he was working with. I think that's a different situation. Well, but, Edmonton also has an awful deck of cards that they're playing with, right? But like, now. I think coaching and managing is are two different things. It's it, yes, it's yes. Of course, it's going to be different, but there's <laughs> parallels to be drawn there. I just think that um, obviously there was pressure to make changes. Everybody knows that. But when Connor says what he said, I think that elevates kind of the urgency of what's <clears> going <throat> on. I wouldn't even be surprised if we actually see an appearance from Daryl Cates this summer, where he asked to speak. Because he put a bunch of guys in place, and to his credit, he probably he hired guys like Bob Nicholson, who had success with Hockey Canada, and Cam's covered it a bunch of times. It's easy to put a team together when you've got the best players on the planet to choose from. However, they need to go move quickly. They need to get a poho. They need to get a GM and move Bob Nicholson back to whatever it is that he does, which is make putting early on burgers and right. adding another patty to the Bobby Nicks for next year. Let a guy in there that knows what he's doing and start the process. I don't think that with the pieces they have, Connor, Nuge, Leon, Clefbaum on the back end, even a healthy Sakara, they need, they need pieces for sure, but they need to clear out cap space. And that's a big challenge for whoever comes in. What's going to be interesting is how he does that. Is he going to do something like, would you trade Jesse Pugliarvi along with Lucic to clear out that contract? No. I don't know. That's kind of decisions that are going to have to get made, though, because they need to clear space, especially from the bottom six, so that they can do what Rick said. Maybe there's a free agent out there that might help. Maybe they can make a trade like a maroon one, but they need to clear space. And I think whoever comes in is going to have to get creative when he does that. Up next, I want to talk about Sherwood Ford again, as Chris mentioned, on April 27th. Yeah. yeah. April 27th, they are holding an event to... Get some puppies adopted and into some forever homes, and I want to give them a shout-out for that again. Take care of your doggos. Take care of other doggos if you can. If you got the space, head on down to Sherwood Park on April 27th, starting at 1 o'clock. Follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. They will have updates there as well. We will also have some on Oilers Nation's social media platforms. Since it's Rick's favorite topic of the day, I want to talk about reader chants. <laughs> I want to talk about the fans since Bob Nicholson's comments jumping in to support reader. Toby Chance coming up. He gets a, a look on net. The place starts going bananas. Is this supporting the player or is it also kind of mocking him in a way? What do you think? I think it's I think more so than even supporting the player. I think it's it's kind of showing the displeasure with management. No, nope. it's, it's definitely supporting the player. If Bob didn't say anything, they'd still be doing the same chant. No, I disagree. See, I don't think that there would have been the heat on Reader like there is now, and that's where the fans. That's where the fan chants have. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't Bob think Nicholson's it's, comment totally amplified it. He's still got zero goals. Yeah. yeah, but he but he had zero goals up until that point, and there was never a chant for Reader. No, but now you're almost at the end of the year. So when he said it, was maybe a month left in the season. 
maybe 14, 15 games-ish. Now that you're down to three, four, the first chant was what? Uh, I was at the game with Wanye. That's the one where he promised to throw his pants and didn't throw them, I think. I think that was the first one. So that's like only like a week ago. But pray tell, Rick, why didn't we have Lucic chants last year? Because he could not do a damn thing, and we wanted to help push him there. No, no, but we didn't have the chance. We looched him all the damn time. Looches is different than let's go reader. Well, you can't say let's go looch. You looch. Nah, but like when Lucic had the puck on his stick last year, no one was cheering. You're for damn him. right they did. No, they I'm looched not, him all the time. Not sure, this level. I'm sure if you went to the game and you you asked people that were chanting let's go reader, would you be like? Do you th- would you think it's hilarious if Reader scored this goal and pointed up at the front office? They'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah. No, these guys are professional. professional. They're not trying to get spiteful like that. Did Spezza or Ben turn around and point up what's theirs to their fucking owner? But what Kuma is saying is he's asking would the fans want that. And the point is is that the reason that Reader is getting the love that he's getting is because he got shit on by ownership. It's also because zero goals and we love to cheer for an underdog. Of course. I th- but I yeah I agree with the fact that it's amplified. I think everyone's aware of the reader. Also has a record. He's going like most. most he's going to get that goal. record. Yeah, he will. So I think that adds on to the cheers. Like Lucic wasn't in a bid for any record last year, so no one was like as aware of it. But you you combine reader's record and the Nicholson comments, and I think that I think you know what? Yeah, okay, maybe there's definitely some people out there that all honestly all they want to do is go and shit on the management right away. Like if you know. If Bob walks across the street and his, and, his, and his shoe's untied. They're going to fucking make fun of him for that. They're going to do something all the time. But this whole thing comes from the fact he has zero goals. Yeah. It's a form of peaceful protest. That's all it is. I th- we're, not, we're not shitting on. We're, we're not booing the management. Reader? We're not booing the team. No, no. But it's it's the, the fact that the management keyed in on Reader. Yeah. And so, therefore, we're, up we're supporting Reader. Yeah. And, and we're showing that this city can support guys even if they're on their That's way out of the town. That's what we've always said as Oilers Nation. We get criticized for being negative by people on Twitter. But what we always say is we shit on management. We're we're positive. We're pro player. I think it's kind of a 50-50 split. I critical. think the cheers for Re- Reader come out of true support for him. Like I I really want him to get a goal. Like for him, not okay. just for Nicholson. Well, there you go. That's where that's what I that's what I think is that you know what people are getting behind the fact they just want to score a goal it just, and they have zero care whether or not Bob brought him up or not. At the end of the day, they didn't want to see Reader score a goal for Reader to score a goal, not to turn around and give him the finger. Point blank, outside of maybe game 81, you wouldn't have heard these Reader chants if it wasn't for Bob Nichols. I think in the last week or two, sure, why not? I just don't think so. Well, let's just fight about it. Let's go. So right you don't think the other fans are that nice then, eh? No, it's not that. It's just that I don't think that they would be. I don't think they would be so exuberant with Reader. They may be chanting for Lucic as much as they do. They may be chanting for other guys that are having as as rough of a season. If as Reader had one goal, I agree with you. But because he's at zero and he's gonna probably hit this record, that's where I think most of the let's go readers come from. Even if Bob had not said it, I think we're still in this situation where they're cheering on the little guy. They want David to beat Goliath. You know, the little guy to put the puck in the net. So how, that's what they want. How do you think Reader feels about the chance? Do you think he feels that we're cheering for him out of spite to Nicholson, or is I he? Hope not. Is no, he I think he knows that it's it's a, it is a support thing, but it's just it's just amplified because of yep. Nicholson. He knows that, and he and I mean, like his agent comes out and he says like one of the most unprofessional things he's oh, ever he had heard. To say that, and but Reader probably feels that too, and and Reader knows it's a business, and he's got to go out and find another team to to uh, to give him a contract next year, and so. It's all a part of it, but he, I'm, you can see it in his game the last couple games. Yeah. He's more fired up. He's, he's shooting the puck. He's going for it. But this is, a, I think, 
whether the, the motivation, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, this is good because what it is is it's the fans mopping up the PR mess created by the organization. So Bob Nicholson came out and said something that made us look absolutely stupid. Everybody was laughing, justifiably so. I think that it makes it harder to attract free agents in the offseason, but the fans going out and cheering for the player and doing that, showing that you know the fans here are still great, is a good thing for the organization. We're, 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 we're compensating for management here. I think that it's a little bit of both. I think that it's also amplified by Bob Nicholson's comments because the reason I think that is I remember Justin Schultz's last weeks, months here where he was getting booed viciously. And Oilers fans did not support him in any way. They basically danced on his grave when he was traded for a third-round pick or whatever it was. And for me, I think that this is really refreshing to see them supporting a guy, regardless of motivation. I would much rather every day watch a Toby chant breakout then watch them booing a guy off the ice when he is at the lowest point in his career. Or tossing a jersey on the ice. Like, th- this, is, this is the best kind of protest or best kind of thing you can do to kind of send a signal, like Cam said, to, to free agents and to, to the players on the team. So what, whatever the motivation is, keep doing it because carry that attitude forward. The again. positive energy in there. Again, it's much more refreshing to watch Luch chants. Uh, reader chance. Both of those guys have underperformed horribly. The answer chance. Regardless of what Drew Remenda said last night. The, speaking of which, did you guys see it? So Where funny. he was just like, oh. without Lucic, Connor, and Leon don't get to 100 points. Yes. All right, all right. Pump the brakes there. Yeah. Pump the brakes there, Drew. That is not... The only thing he contributed to is that he wore the same jersey. That's basically it. You can, you can talk about him clearing space on the ice all you want. <laughs> He's not getting the assists on those goals, and he's not finishing off the passes either. You could so, argue that Cassian does that just as well and, and actually puts the puck in the net. That's fair. That's so. fair. Um, so regardless of what you think about Reader, let us know on Twitter and on Instagram at ON Radio Podcast what you think this is about. Love to hear your feedback. Uh, who's right? Is it us or is it Rick? Oh, as, as per usual. The hive mind is right. Rick is wrong. Uh, I want to revisit since this is the game 81 or we're going into game 82 yet tomorrow night in Calgary, some preseason predictions that got made. Um, we had points totals. We had uh, where the team would finish. We had all kinds of stuff. Dan, you got it open. Yes. So, uh, so this is a little peek behind the curtain because it was something that I did and uh, everybody kind of contributed to it behind the scenes, but we just never released it because I was over in Europe and the communication from Europe is you terrible. Drinking. I was so, drunk all the time. So what you're saying is our communication at the time stunk. Yeah. And if you had had a POG deodorizer, uh, <laughs> I'm out. then perhaps this would never have happened. All I'm saying is if you go to the pogstore.com, you can pick up either a mobile or a plug-in deodorizer that kills 98% of household odors caused by bacteria and fungus. It freshens and purifies the air naturally using the power of nature and ozone, Chris. It eliminates odors without the use of dangerous chemicals. Why don't you go out to thepogstore.com, have a look, and make your life smell better? Whether it's your house, your car, your gym bag, your hockey bag, shoes. Who said that they use it 
in their bathroom. This is me. Okay. So so I believe I've discovered a new meaning and a new use for these. And I believe that in the future, even just a year from now or two, houses will be built with pogs in them instead of fans. And the, okay, the pog like and the ozone will replace that. because. So I have an upstairs neighbor, an elderly upstairs neighbor, that does not like our bathroom fan. And sometimes Nation Dan will... Uh, We'll make a make a stinky and uh, make a stink and leave the fan on to try and fan things out. And the the pog has replaced that. Now I just go in, set the turn the pog on, give it give it ten minutes to to air out the room, and oh man, that place smells great afterwards. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? Everybody poops. I read a book about it. Everybody poops, and I also poop. And the pog makes my poop smell great. So, if that's not a hell of an ad for you, pog. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Head on over to thepogstore.com. Freshen your life. Dan, back to the predictions. Back to predictions. So, so yes, at the start of the season, uh, we did up a couple predictions, as you said. Uh, we predicted the Oilers' record. Uh, the predictions for that ranged from 96 points uh, from Chris the intern to Evan the intern having 107 points written what? down. Wait, so, so I guess the, lo- I guess the lowest? I guess wow. low. So I win. Uh, I Nobody guess. wins, Chris. Nobody truly wins. <laughs> we all fail. Uh, we also predicted Connor's total points. Uh, the low on that was Evan the intern at 114 points. Oh, close. Uh, my uh, Coom has Connor getting 119 points. Yeah, man. And I have Connor getting 120 points. He's going to score three in Calgary and I'll be right. So, we're going to be honest with you. This is where the podcast stops. Unfortunately, we've had some technical difficulties. Producer Jared, his laptop died. It is now dead, and it is on life support, and he is taking it to the Apple Store, hoping and praying and wishing that we will get this solved. So for now, enjoy the 45-minute podcast. We apologize it got cut short. Thanks to Sherwood Ford, the Giant, and our friends at Pog for making it possible. We'll be back with a normal episode next week. Have a good weekend. Shout out, Damien. Best wishes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.